Welcome back, listeners, to the Somerville Advice Givers Podcast, where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. I'm your host, Jaden Smith, and this week we have with us on the show Holly Slice, who is the um, director, founder, organizer, creator of Low Country Pianist and Company, LLC. Holly, welcome to the show. Hi, Aiden. Thanks for having me. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with with Holly, I, know, I, I just met her, we just met, what, two, so three weeks three, ago? Yeah, three something weeks like that? ago, something like that. Met yeah. at an event, had coffee next week, and at that point we found mutual, mutual connections. Mutual connections, yeah. <laughs> all of my cousins who went to CSU. Absolutely. Are all kind of in the music business as well. Mm-hmm. But and we've collaborated a lot, you know, we call each other with questions because we're all business owners, yeah. so it's been and fun. And, you know, the music industry is is really growing. The musical scene oh, absolutely. In, in Somerville is growing like leaps and bounds. It was not like this when I was little. No. There, there was no musical scene. No, I, I don't think, even you know, know if there was a musical scene in Charleston. The, the musical scene in Charleston was the Gilliard and Spoleto. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But pretty much that was it when I was eight. And then it grew, and right. then it expanded, and expanded, and... And here we so are here now, we are. Yeah. here we are now sitting in the studio talking about what you do. Now, explain what, what it is that you do with Low Country Penis and Company. It's, it's interesting what you do. Y'all are a, like, like music, live music provider. Absolutely. Yeah? Is that, is that a legit way to describe it in a I nutshell? I think that was pretty good. That was pretty good. We, um, we have a team of 19 professional mm-hmm. musicians. All of us have studied at the collegiate level, and most of us work full-time. So I'm not just playing piano on the side. I'm touching piano keys seven days a week. It's what I do for a living. And so we have a team of 19, study at the collegiate level. And I explain to clients that we basically provide music for any event where dancing's not the priority. And so that can look like... what a great way to describe it, because that makes it real clear... Absolutely. Right out of the, it's like, oh, okay. okay. So background music where we're not going to dance. Where you're not going to dance. Okay. So yeah. that still can look like all styles of music. Yeah. We have a lot of variety. So I've played everything from classical to Radiohead, you know, but it's, <laughs> you know, dancing was not the priority at that event. Right. So we do um, happy hours, cocktail hours, weddings, funerals, luncheons, dinners, um, a wide, a wide variety. And I think that's what our clients love is the variety because we offer not only piano, even though that's what's in the title because I'm the owner and I'm the pianist, right. but we have harp, we have cello, violin, guitar, vocals, piano. And so we have that variety. We have the musical variety that we can provide all styles and then also the variety of settings. And so we can adapt to what's needed. And when you said settings, I, I you know, was doing my um, prerequisite Facebook stalking and you're, did you just get a new digital piano or something happened where you weren't sure you'd be able to do something, but it worked? It did. So we actually have what a new there? portable baby grand a new piano. Po- th- that's what it is. Yes. A new portable baby grand. So listeners, if you're not familiar with a baby grand piano, portable and baby grand piano, they shouldn't really be in the same <laughs> sentence. Portable and piano. Should yeah. not be in the same sentence. I just got a lot of um, weird looks. I just bought a vehicle two weeks ago. Okay. Um, Crew Chevrolet helped me out. They did a great job. And But I went in there with my tape measure. And <laughs> Here's my, my one prerequisite. I know. Here's my one prerequisite. And the expression I got was a little, you know, a little <laughs> confused because I walked in. I said, I'm a musician. I have a company. I have a portable baby grand piano. And I need 43.5 inches between the wheel wells. Mm-hmm. And then I can buy a vehicle. Yeah, the wheel wells. So, that's, that's the critical, not just the sides. 
Exactly. The wheel wells. Yes. And so I went and through with the And what sort of vehicle fits? I mean, like a Suburban or a Chevy van I got, or probably a full-size truck. I almost got I almost got a van, but I actually went with the Hyundai Santa Fe. Oh, Which nice. I love. It fits it perfectly. It's not too big. I feel like I can operate it easy. So, But yeah, the Portable Baby Grand fits and... We're the only company I know of that's performing like for weddings and special events with a baby grand piano. And it can go anywhere. When I say portable, yeah. I mean, it can go on the beach. It can go in a garden. Now, is it is it electronic or is it all analog? How does a portable, how does a portable baby grand piano work? It is electronic, okay. but it's all battery powered. Okay. And there actually is speakers inside of the body. And so unless you know it's electronic, you wouldn't know. Right, because the sound is still oh, yeah. coming out of it, just like a live piano. The sounds would. that they have, the mm-hmm. the digital level of sounds these days, you can't tell the difference. No, Clients somebody always assume that it's somebody real. might be able to tell the difference. I can't. Yeah, and there's no wires. Right, so you're gonna assume that <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, wow, how Ex- did they get that here? Exactly. Yeah, it's really fun. And it doesn't weigh a thousand pounds. No. It's pretty close, but I don't know how much it weighs actually. How, how many heavy. can can two people move it? Oh yes. Okay. My husband and I can, and I'm trying to get to the point where I can be independent. I'm a very independent individual, but right now, there you still go. need the extra set of hands. But we make it happen. So, how did you get started with this company? How many years have y'all been in business? We've been in business for a year and a half. I launched in the fall okay. of 2016, and it's just grown dramatically. So, how did you get started? Walk us through how you got to starting this company. What was your aha moment? Where like, this is a business opportunity. So starting from like childhood or lately? <laughs> well, you know, the podcast, our longest one so far is like 45 minutes. So maybe somewhere in the between. more recent history. Yeah, more recent history. <laughs> um, I ask that because, you know, music's always been a part of my life. Sure. And so everything from childhood, I think, has definitely led in to what Absolutely. I do now. I grew up in a musical household. Growing up with music is really how you got to where you are. Yeah, that's where I got. You know, my dad's a musician. My mom's a musician. I performed for the first time when I was three. Um, I grew up wow. in an old Baptist church where they have the big wooden pulpit. And so mm-hmm. you you couldn't see me over the pulpit. And my dad's <laughs> six foot three. And so they would get a step stool and I'd have to step up to, to sing at three years old. And so I started performing at a young age and then directing music in junior high and high school. And um so all of that kind of played into what I do now. Sure. Um, my background's in music therapy. That's how I met your cousin right. um, at Charleston Southern. And so I still teach at Charleston Southern part-time for the music therapy department. And after college, I got a job for two years full-time working at Low Country Transitions, which provides um, services for behavioral health needs. Okay. And I worked as a therapist there. I loved it. Um, but I just wanted to do more music. Because that's really my my passion. You're a musician. You've been doing it your whole life. I've been doing it my whole life. And I just wanted to do more of it. I was doing it on the side, like, you know, once a month. Um, and what was happening is I was turning the opportunities to other musicians that I knew that are great. And so I would be like, hey, I can't do it. Yaden's awesome. You should check Yaden out. And then they had a great experience. And, right. you know, and so I already had a solid team. I knew there was a need. I wanted to do more music. You'd already been doing it on the side just for nothing. Forever. Right. <laughs> it's like, why not turn this into a legit business model that can 
pay for life. Absolutely. Because life costs money. Exactly. And in my, in my previous job or in any kind of nine to five job, there's only so much flexibility for growth, you know, maybe moving into that next position or getting a pay raise. But I wanted to see a direct correlation between the amount of effort I was putting out and what was coming in and have a more flexible schedule to where I don't have to fight rush hour traffic every single morning. You know, (laughs) I can choose to, to stay home and work from the home office in the morning. And, um, I love new challenges and a business provided the opportunity for that as well. You know, I've learned a little bit about website design, which I never thought I would do and marketing and um, just business models that, you know, I've just learned piece by piece and researched. Um, And I also got to, I get to create my team, Mm -hmm. the 19 people that work for me. If I could pick hand pick who I want, (laughs) if I could hand pick who I want, um, Sorry, I got distracted because you laughed. And the reason I'm laughing, listeners, is because <laughs> I do not have a soundproof door in my new studio, and my four children are running around in the garage screaming. And they're very adorable, so it's a little distracting. I don't think it comes through on the recording, but we can hear it where we're sitting. That's right. <laughs> um, now we're back on track. Yes, we're back on track. So 19 musicians, I, if I could handpick all the <laughs> ones that I have they're they're incredible yeah. they're the people who I would choose they're not second or third choice they're all number one choice and so I have the strong team um Charleston like you said is an arts community now right and so for me I have variety in a work week flexible schedule I already have a team of people that I trust and are fantastic um it's a need in the area but yet still very appreciated the arts and community. I know when we when we first met I assumed that the lion's share of business would come from weddings because Charleston is such a destination mm-hmm. wedding. But you mentioned that actually you have ongoing gigs Absolutely. with like school districts, mm-hmm. um, uh, assisted living yes. facilities. Tell us more about that because that's, that's really – people don't think of live music as a need for those. We just think, oh, weddings, parties, et cetera. Exactly. And so when we launched, my my goal was to be able to create some consistent, steady income. And you're exactly right. Weddings are huge in Charleston. Um, it's a it's a big market. But at the same time, hopefully that's a one time event. Right? right. And so with the retirement centers, a lot of our local retirement centers have happy hours or concerts every single week. And so I spent time reaching out to them and saying, hey, we're here. We have the variety. Here's what we offer. And a lot of them have moved towards using us on a consistent basis. Same thing with the school systems. You know, band directors, choral directors, they often need an accompanist um, for either performances or for competitions. And they have to call multiple pianists in order to find someone who's available. Are you available? Are you available? Exactly. You know, and it's it's, it's hard work. And to Mm -hmm. know that you're getting quality. It takes an hour out of their day. Yeah, and then worried about they who's showing up. And, exactly. And so we have a team of eight pianists. So you know when you call, these eight pianists have studied at the collegiate level. We all have accompanying experience. You know you're going to get quality. They know what they're doing. You don't have to worry about somebody showing up that's going to make. Because the accompanist, nobody should notice. Nobody should notice the accompanist. We're there to support the instrumentalists yeah. in the choir. Exactly. They're just there. Exactly. If you notice the accompanist, probably something's it's going like, wrong. Mm, what? That didn't sound right. Either they're really amazing or something's not going right. right. <laughs> yeah. The whole point is to accompany the star. Yes. And so when you, you call us, you know you're going to get quality. You don't have to worry about that part. You don't have to call multiple people. And so you have a lot of school systems that now we're their, their number one call because right. we just make it simple for them. Oh, and it's easy simple. One stop shopping. They just, hey, we have something on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Send us somebody. Yeah. 
And that and that was year one. It's that's so where, easy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that was year one, and that was where we were marketing um, towards during that year. And so now we are focusing very heavily this year on weddings, and we've done mm-hmm. two bridal shows this year, and we're expanding up to Myrtle Beach all the way down to Savannah and everywhere in between um, to connect with brides and venues and planners um, for, for weddings. So that's the focus of this year. Now the other stuff's up and going, and... Um, yeah, our jobs and our, and our reviews, I it's think so speak for itself too. I mean, yeah. We've had over 500 events in a year and a half and wow. only five star reviews. No one's been unhappy. Um, and so that speaks for itself. You know, the quality you're getting, if you yes. have those, those kind of numbers with positive reviews across the board. That's excellent. Yeah. Because if something goes wrong at one, at, at a wedding, people are very, <laughs> you're going to know about it. <laughs> Absolutely. You're going to know about it. Absolutely. During and after. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Holly, this just from our first conversation, even to now, I'm still just very impressed with how you created this company just kind of out of nothing mm-hmm. from what was already going on in your life. Super impressed with the creativity to generate business in places that I guess normal people like me, I wouldn't have thought of this. I'd have just thought, oh, musicians, weddings. Let's get as many weddings as we can. Yes. Just very creative stuff. And part of it is I like variety. Yeah. You know, I love being there for weddings, but I love all... And it was like, if I can play these 10 songs, I'm probably going to be able to play whatever's going on at the wedding. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, and I love weddings. I love all of what we do because I have the privilege to be there for the big moments mm-hmm. in life. So even people say, well, funerals, is that depressing? And I'm like, I'm the one person in the room that maybe didn't know the person and I get a glimpse into their life and who right. they were. You know, that's a privilege to be there. It's a privilege to be there on a wedding day. It's a privilege to be there for a 100th birthday party. It's a oh. privilege. You know, those those are the yeah, big the moments. Big events yeah, they're big that events. you have to be family or really close friends to be there for. Except for me. And y'all have a window <laughs> into those moments yeah. that most people don't. And it's special. It's yeah. special. And I love that variety in a week. I love that I might be at a wedding one day and the next day I'd be at a happy hour at a retirement center and the so next I, day. I, I, we got to keep moving because I'm so interested to learn what like insight mm-hmm. and advice you have with all of this experience and business building, relationship building, all of mm-hmm. these events that you mm-hmm. see. What are some pieces of advice that you can share with our listeners, you know, regular folks okay. on how they can improve their lives? Absolutely. And I know I have a very specific question I want to ask, and just in case you don't answer it, okay. so, but go. Okay. Keep going. Sounds good. Uh, so I would say for me, one of the things I'm constantly working on, and I encourage other people to work on, is finding a balance in life. Mm-hmm. So for me, faith, family, and then business in that order. And sometimes I don't always get that right, and it's something that I strive towards, but when things are in that order, I know for me, I'm in a better place. I'm able to give more um, and to be a, a better business person and wife and friend if those things are in order. Yeah. So for me personally, you know, I meet with a women's group every Wednesday morning and that's the time during the week that I take for my family or for my faith and for my relationships and to kind of fill my own cup back up because I'm giving throughout the week um, with a business. Excellent. Excellent. Balance. So you know, I've found... How have you found uh, balance being a woman mm-hmm. business owner? That's an interesting question. You know, I, uh, from the standpoint, I know when we talked earlier, 
it's it's just you and your husband for now. Yes. So you're not trying to juggle marriage and children and business. And that's what I was going to say. I know for a, a lot of women that, you know, the balance, I imagine, is much harder mm-hmm. when you have people that you're very directly responsible right. for that you also are having to take care of. So not just yourself, but your clients and your, your family. But right now it's my husband and myself. And we especially make efforts to not only work hard, but play hard. And so we have, you know, a week fishing trip coming up to the Outer Banks and, you know, having those moments that we get to spend time together and Very enjoy the hard work that we're putting in as Very well. Nice. So. nice. Excellent. Keep going. Awesome. Um, the next thing I would say for people in general is just to complete one goal at a time. I feel like in our our environment and atmosphere, there's so much information just thrown at us constantly between um, everything's readily at our fingertips, you know, like with social media and everything else. And there's so much to take in and to work on that can be almost overwhelming. We have analysis paralysis absolutely. at every turn. Oh, absolutely. When there are a thousand channels, you can't decide what to watch. Exactly. Because like, there is like, is there something else better on? Mm-hmm. By the time you scroll through a thousand channels, whatever you were, were going to watch is probably over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's and you know it can be hard to make decisions. I look at at life and business mm-hmm. specifically almost like a puzzle, and it's like I need to figure this piece out, and then I'll figure out the next piece. Nice. And then so instead of looking at the big picture, I mean I have the overarching goal obviously, but taking it step by step. So for me, I don't have a background in business. I graduated with a degree in music therapy. And people say, well, how did you start a business if you didn't take any classes? And I said, well, I wanted to start a business. So I asked I myself, started. yeah, I, I asked myself started. a question. What, what do I need to do to start this? Absolutely. Am I a sole proprietorship? Am I going to be an LLC? What does that look like? Okay, I want to have people work for me. So mm-hmm. there's a contractor, there's an employee. What does that mean? What does that look like for our company? What paperwork do I need to have in place? How do you design a website? What domains are there? Right. You know, and so it's just answering those questions. So every question I would have, I would just research and find an answer for that question and then take the next question, yeah. you know? So I think giving yourself the flexibility to take it step by step and to allow yourself to move forward slowly instead of becoming overwhelmed with well, everything. This 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 specific piece, complete one goal at a time, I think holds true pretty much universally. Oh, Absolutely. The idea that you can multitask on something really is is not true. No. You know, we can only focus. It, it seems like we can multitask only because we've learned how to drive a stick shift and not pay any attention to the stick shift. <laughs> but it's because your subconscious is now doing it. Yeah. So you can actually focus on the, the traffic around you instead of, how do I get it from first to second or not stall going up a hill? Yeah, you're exactly right. But most of life is not multitaskable. Mm-hmm. Most of life, your subconscious does not work on, because uh, it's subconscious, you don't know it's working. Exactly. And you sometimes I think if we try to multitask, like you say, we, bec- we become overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Easily. And it's too, yeah, and it's too Easily. much. And so allowing yourself the focus time to focus. Focus on the next focus. thing. What do I need to do to get this done? Mm-hmm. And then move on. And I'm a note taker. So for me, focusing on the task that needs to be done is a lot of to-do lists. Like what needs to be mm-hmm. done today? What can be done tomorrow? Um, and, and planning it out in that way to make it a Very little good. more attainable. This is awesome. All yeah. right. Keep going, Holly. All right. Um, the next thing I would say is to give 100% to every detail. So don't sacrifice quality. So the same thing, you know, it does tie in with what I was saying about taking one step at a time. But within that step, making sure it's done well. So to me, that's twofold. When I, mm-hmm. every step that I took with that puzzle, 
I made sure it was done correctly. That means I don't have to go back and redo it again. Right. So when I drafted contracts a year and a half ago for the people that work for me, I haven't had to go back and redo them because I did my best the first time and I right. did the research to make sure it was done correctly. So just from a personal standpoint, it makes your life easier if you do it 100% and then move on to the next task instead of rushing through and it not mm -hmm. being done. I think the second part of that is also you build dependability and trust with those you're around. Yes. Because if you're a person that's halfway doing it, it's hard to build solid relationships. But if you can be dependable, you can be trusted, you can develop those relationships. Um, one, one example I have that I often especially share with younger people is you never know where the relationships you have and the effect that you, what you're bringing to the table in those relationships will do long term. So for me in college, when I was studying music therapy, I had an internship, um, sorry, not an internship, a clinical experience at mm -hmm. Trident Hospital with their music therapist. I was about 19 and I did my best, um, left. And when I was 21, I was applying for internships. Well, I applied for an internship at Trident Hospital with a music therapist, and I was accepted because I did a good job when I was 19 mm. for those 10 weeks that I had a clinical. You had a track her. record there. Exactly. And then I find out halfway through my internship, she told me, she said, when you came in at 19, I went home and told my husband that day, I wanted you to be my colleague when you graduate. And I was 19. <laughs> I, that wasn't wow. on my radar. I had no idea I'd made that impact. So I finished my internship. So she was super excited when two years later you came. It's like, oh my gosh. Now she can be my intern. And then we did become colleagues. And I worked at the hospital for two years on the behavioral health unit. And we were colleagues in that capacity. And now I own Low Country Pianist. And she works for my company. Oh, how cool. Is that not so cool? And so you just never know where those relationships are going to lead. Right. And giving quality in that moment. So, you know, I gave 100% when I was 19. Then when I was 21, then when we were colleagues, and then she's like, Holly, somebody I would want to work for. And now she's working for my company. So you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And so if you do your best in the moment, you can build That's a, a cool trust story. and you can build, isn't it? That's so cool. I love it. You know, it's really, it's neat how all that's come full circle and I've been able to maintain that relationship has been rewarding. Right on. I think for both of us. So yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I mean, I can imagine how thrilled she was two years like, oh, she's back here as an intern. And then a couple of years later, you know, colleague. And now yeah, that's a very divinely appointed story. Absolutely. So keep rolling. All right. Um, I would also say to value yourself and your time. And it's OK to create boundaries and it's OK to say no sometimes. And yes, it's good to be a giving person and we should give. Um, but I find sometimes people give too much of themselves to where they're not happy and they're not able to be fully effective in whatever right. their capacity is that they're doing. Um, and it comes from a good place, but I would just encourage listeners to say, it's okay to say no and it's yeah. okay to value yourself and your time and to have some boundaries. If so. you're not, if you're not at a hundred percent, then any contribution is going to be less. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. Believe me. Yes. Preaching to the choir. And my last thing I would say is, um, and this ties in a little bit with what I said earlier, but just building relationships, having a sense of community, I think is, is very important. So for me, my, my largest marketing strategy has been just getting to know people and building relationships, letting people know 
who I am and what I do and being there for them as well, getting to know them. What do you do? What right. do you need? Um, and developing those relationships. And a lot of that has helped me as well with starting a business because I had had relationships that I had developed during college and during my early career to where when I was starting a business, I knew people well enough that I could call or email and say, I'm leaning towards starting an LLC and I know you have one. What has your experience been? What do you think? Do you right. think that's the right fit for me? And so I had tons of people that answered just one or two questions along the way when I was figuring out this puzzle pieces and were mini mentors is what I would call them. You know, I didn't have that one person all the time when I was starting a business, but I had a whole community of people that I could call and they could answer a question here or there and get that insight from people that had more experience than me. I, I tell... I, who I, I forget who I was talking to the oh a handyman mm-hmm. that, that I work with often and uh, I, I had sent him something and he said no you don't you don't have to do that I just sent him a thank you gift and I said no I'm sending this to you because I learned back when I was in youth ministry my mentor said Yaden you want to build relationships with people to the point where when they see your name on the caller ID they're excited to get a call from you I love that it's like, oh, hey, Yaden's calling, or Holly's calling. Mm-hmm. What good is what? What good news am I What's about going to hear? On? Yeah. Instead of, oh my gosh, this guy will not quit calling me. Mm-hmm. No, I I already know what he does, what mm-hmm. she does. I don't want to talk to her. Absolutely, and I it's, think that's it's, where it's the, so important. the give and take comes in too. Like I said, you know. I know there's people I can reach out to, but they mm-hmm. know that that's reciprocal. Right. And so people call me for advice and I'm free to, to give that as well. And yes. so being a community where you can bounce ideas off of each other and not be territorial or be one-sided, but have actual relationships to where you care about what's going on with them as well and so help if you can. I'm, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask for a sixth piece of advice, okay. Holly, just off the cuff with everything that you do. This piece would be specific for the 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 wedding industry okay that goes on in Charleston Charleston consistently from what I hear hearsay is like the number two wedding spot in the country really we're the first because Las Vegas <laughs> I'm not counting Las Vegas Las <laughs> Vegas is the first but we're not going to count that so Charleston, not really as intimate sometimes you know, Charleston in my opinion the number one spot for the wedding destination in the country absolutely what's a piece of advice that you're in the music industry mm-hmm. What's a piece of advice you can give someone who's in the process of planning a wedding for music? Absolutely. You know, picking music. Then mm-hmm. obviously they should call you. Definitely. You know, I would they, love they, to hear they from should, couples. It, they, should, they should have live music and they should call you. That's the first thing. That's the first thing. But, but what's some advice you can give a couple who's planning a wedding about picking music? So not only choosing music, what I, what I run into the most, Yaden, is mm-hmm. if a couple wants live music, they're probably going to choose us if they see us because we do a great job. Mm. And on our website, you can see audio and video recording. You can see a list of songs the musician performs. Everything's really organized and at your fingertips. What I run into more is couples just deciding if they're going to use live music. So if they have a ceremony, if they're deciding to use recorded music instead of live music. And so I definitely understand, you know, couples are in a budget and sometimes that's the decision that needs to be made. Right. But if there are the funds to be able to invest in live music, I always encourage them to think about four things. I always encourage them to think about the atmosphere of the event. Live music just provides more of an intimacy 
to what mm-hmm. is is happening in the moment. Yes, totally true. Instead of just music over a speaker. Exactly. And it's and it's unique to what's happening that day. You know, that's right. not an exact recording that multiple people have had at their ceremony that was in the moment by an artist in a style that you want. You right. know, so it's very catered to that um, special day. It's also very adaptable. You know, I'm I'm in a season right now at my age that I'm also attending a lot of weddings. And sometimes with the recorded music, it can be like an abrupt stop and start kind of feel. <laughs> it can't easily flow from one right. right into the other selection. And so that can almost um, distract and de- detract from what's happening. Where with me, whether the aisle is, you know, 20 feet long or 200 feet long, the music <laughs> is going to be adapted to whatever happens. The song is as long as it has to be has for the situation. Be. Instead of like, okay, this particular section, we only have 30 seconds. Yes. And then we have to push repeat or it just stops. Exactly. <laughs> and if you have, if you've ever been to a wedding and you have the ring bearer, the one that either runs down the aisle because he sees his mom that's <laughs> the maid of honor and he's yeah. so excited to be with her that it takes 10 seconds. Or the one that gets halfway down the aisle and freaks out when he sees the people and starts crying right. and has to run away and then they have to coax him back <laughs> up and it takes five minutes. You know, you just, you don't know what's going to happen in the morning. Right. And even rehearsal is not a good indicator of what's no, going to happen the day no, of. No, that is not a good indicator. No, you just don't know what's going to happen. And so, you don't know what a three-year-old is going to do. Exactly. You just don't. And with the music, it, it will look like whatever happens is exactly intentional because right. the music is able to be adapted in the moment to what's happening. It's also relatively affordable. So the Knot is one of the online wedding, um, probably the largest online wedding vendor website. And they put out a study. I'm not going to have the exact number right, but it was like 33,000, somewhere around there for what the average budget is for a wedding. Wow. 33,000. It was like around 33. That's a really nice brand new car. I know. And all, you know, and I know that your average bride... Yeah. That's way more than the down payment on a house. Oh, yes. <laughs> but when you're thinking gracious. about music, it's actually relatively affordable. Our solo ceremony musician rates start at $350. That's, that's, and that's it. It's pocket change when you're planning yeah. a wedding. And so it's it's worth the investment because Absolutely. it's a relatively small amount. If you're going to you spend consider. that much money on a wedding, may as well have a line item in there for live music. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the final thing I would say is that you get catered advice. And so... I, I work directly with every single couple to help them plan and adapt and make sure that the music really aligns mm-hmm. with their vision and be able to give that advice and consultation and feedback so you, you aren't trying to figure it out on Google, like, does this work? Does this not work? Right. You know, you have someone that's a Popular musician. Popular music playlist 2018. <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Yes. But you're able to, to talk with someone and bounce ideas No, I didn't want of. the explicit versions <laughs> of all these songs. <laughs> And so many things can go wrong oh too God, with recorded yeah. music, but um, having that ad- advice and consultation and being able to adapt, like I said earlier, I had a bride recently, she wanted Radiohead for her wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's not typically what you would put on for recording, but we turned it into a piano ballad. Right. And that song was like their couple, that was their favorite. How and cool. so, you know, we yeah, incorporated yeah, I, you it could, you could take in an elegant way. Rock, metal, you could take almost any, I say almost any, I'm sure there's something that wouldn't actually work, but almost anything mm-hmm. and adapt it for the setting so i'm like oh i, I recognize this song wow yes music's made out of <laughs> notes yeah. and pitches so those can be done on any instrument in exactly. any style exactly um 
so yeah, most songs absolutely can be adapted. And so it's, it's fun to talk with couples and think outside the box and make it unique for Excellent. their day. Well, I'm very glad to get those, those four points. Mm-hmm. If you're planning a wedding, take these points to heart. If you know someone who's planning a wedding, email them a link to this episode, please. All right, Holly, we're going to jump into the next section of the conversation. We call it the final four. Four okay. final questions. Question one. When you pause from running your company, when you pause from teaching music, what do you do for fun? I know you mentioned a fishing trip yes. coming up. We're, we're doing a fishing trip to the Outer Banks this fall. Is that is that what you do for fun? or It is because I have a husband that's a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I love to yes. fish. Um, you can't see the air quotes, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Um, I do I do enjoy being outside and I do enjoy being with nature and being with my husband and so fishing is a hobby that I've acquired through marriage so there you go but I do enjoy it um, I enjoy it especially if the fish are biting I can get a little bored if it's a slow I day. do enjoy catching more than I enjoy fishing exactly so I do enjoy catching and I do enjoy being with him and being outside in nature I also love the low country you know I moved here from the upstate of South Carolina I grew up in Greer and I moved here school at Charleston and as a social person I love food I love music I love theater I love people I love dancing all that stuff all that stuff and you know I'm in the right we call that Thursday night exactly here in (laughs) Charleston you can do it all and so um, as a social individual that enjoys all of those things you know it it looks different it depends on what's happening in the town but I love being in a community that's very um active and there's always something to do especially with the arts and with food and community and theater yes indeed so final four question number two in the next 12 months what are you most excited about personally or professionally well professionally i never know what's ahead as a business Mm -hmm. owner and i actually find that exciting i know we're growing i know we're continuing to grow and i don't know exactly what that's going to look like so final four question number three what is, what, how, how can our listeners get in contact with you? What's a good way to get in touch with you? The best way is to check out our website, lowcountrypianist.com. Okay. Um, on there, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're on The Knot. We're on Wedding Wire. And you can see all of that in the footer at the website. So you can get connected that way. And then our contact page has email, phone number. You can always even text me if you want. Um, but that's kind of the hub where you can see Excellent. everything that's going on and get We'll connected. put all that in the show notes so that people can just click right on it to go straight to your website. Perfect. Excellent. Question number four, what's a parting piece of advice you'd like to leave with the listeners? I'd say incorporate more music in mm. your life. You know, and that can look very different. Um, I would say three main ways, and I'm going to go through them quickly. Um, one is just expand your horizons and your music listening. So if you typically listen to country, maybe turn on the jazz station. I used see to what's tell my middle on. school students that. Like, guys, you have to listen to music you don't like, period. In order to like it. Well, sometimes. Because it's like, one, if you only listen to what you like, you're never going to listen to anything else. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to hear anything. Because we were putting a a band together for middle school youth group like so if you don't like country listen to country just you might get an idea of what to do with a specific instrument yes yeah. exactly so, and, and so expand your listening horizons expand your listening Very horizons important. and I there's totally so many agree. resources yeah. like we have spotify we have pandora yeah. you, you have you have the entire library of the musical history of the world At one click away Absolutely. So that would be number one. Number two is to pursue a music outlet. Mm. So for yourself, maybe for a child, maybe for a family member. So for me, I also, I teach on the side. I have 20 private students. And a lot of times people think, 
learning an instrument is for a child. And that's not true. I teach everywhere from four years old to 70. I, have I saw Groundhog Day. He learned how to play the piano in one day. That's right. Parent, from everybody else. <laughs> I love that I don't know movie. how many days it actually took him. <laughs> but no, for, for an adult to learn an instrument, just as valuable. Absolutely. And so it, get yourself involved in music, mm-hmm. maybe through education. And there's so many health benefits when it comes to mood and coping yeah. and memory retention. And so, so many benefits that come from learning an instrument. Um, and then also, I, you know, I touched on a little bit earlier, but there are music therapy opportunities in our community and more than people realize with Charleston Southern having a music therapy program. So I also own a private practice called With My Song. And there, you know, we primarily focus on the medical settings and we even provide one-on-one services for older adults and retirement centers. So if they are needing to work on pain management or they've had a health crisis and they're working to improve or maintain their physical or their speech rehabilitation or they're having memory loss, we come in and we work one-on-one. And so that's an opportunity to engage in music in a different way in a therapeutic Mm. outlet. And I have a friend yesterday, she works at Black Tie Music Academy, which is an awesome academy you should check out. Um, but she's doing music therapy services out of their Daniel Island location, focusing on children that have special needs. Mm. And then also typically developing children yes. who are maybe having trouble coping or dealing with self-esteem issues or their families going through changes or have different dynamics that they need to process. And instead of going to a traditional counselor maybe they it love really music. is true that music feeds the soul it does it absolutely does. and so those are you know some options to get involved whether it's mm-hmm. education or a therapy route for you or your family member and the third way is just support the local arts we yeah. have so many opportunities in charleston that we're fortunate to have and we can continue to have if they're supported by the community right and so we have orchestra we have theater we have community choirs we have art galleries there's so many um individuals that you can support and specifically of course you can call us as well <laughs> and i think you know you said earlier you, you were focused just on weddings but you can think outside the box if it's national bosses day coming up and you're having a luncheon for your boss then give us a call and your gift to your boss can be buying an hour worth of music for that luncheon you enjoy it it's a gift to them your coworkers can enjoy it that's a great idea you know just Think a little bit outside the box for where music can enhance. Where might live music enhance the situation? Exactly. That's give awesome. Us, give us a call. We'll come out for an hour and hopefully make that event the best it could be. So good. Thank you so much, Holly. Bonus question. Okay. Which is not in the notes. Uh-uh. I'm ready. But you probably know it's coming since I know you listened to one or two episodes ahead of time. So, bonus question. What is holding it together for you right now? in your life what's what's keeping you sane what's keeping you grounded a tool a book a piece of software what is what is keeping your life together um uh, a lot of prayer mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm very i'm busy you know i have <laughs> i have therapy i have education i have church worship i'm on staff at bethany united methodist here in somerville and peace presbyterian in goose creek you know i have a lot um a lot but i think it goes back prayer. to my top three you know yeah. Faith and family faith, and business. Family and, and so, business. you know, without my faith, without my husband's support, my husband is my biggest fan. He's there to help me if I'm feeling, you know, insane on a day and a lot's going on and helps pick up the, the slack and helps helps me out. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I would have to say faith in my husband, my dog. There you go. You know, uh, I have a 120-pound golden great Pyrenees wow. mix who's my buddy, you know. So just those those Faith positive fam- things keeping, in my life. Keeping you, keeping you sane right now. Keeping That's me awesome. sane. And a lot of Excel charts. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holly, thank you so much 
for your time. Absolutely. Today. It was is, great to be here today. You know, I, I think that I benefit more than anybody doing these interviews, just building the relationships and getting firsthand at these conversations. I just absolutely love it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. So Aiden. good stuff today. Thank you. Well, listeners, you've been listening to a conversation with Holly Slice of Low Country Pianist and Company. They're right here in the Low Country. Live music, any place where you're not dancing. There you go. That's the way to remember them. <laughs> If you have an event coming up, give them a call. Find them on Facebook. Follow what they're doing. Like, share. If you have an event coming up, share it with the person who's the decision maker. Show your support of the arts. Take this stuff to heart. Give it to somebody who needs it. You've been listening to the Somerville Advice Givers podcast where we connect you with the advice you need for when life happens. If you like the show, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. And if we're not, let me know so I can get us there. I'm your host, Yaden Smith. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.